Welcome to The Creative Fault, a weekly podcast that is for creatives and artists. Get your weekly gems and jewels when you want to self-improve, educate, sprouts up your lifestyle, and just get some little bit of entertainment along the way. Welcome to The Creative Fault. The Creative Vault is a spot where you get to hear creative and artistic gems that you can use in your own journey. Are you a creator? Are you an artist? Then this is the podcast for you, where you get to hear interviews, great views and perspectives, and of course, learning moments with a splash of humor and entertainment. Go to the website of The Creative Vault and support us. Buy our merch. Follow us on social media. And of course, become a subscriber to the newsletter. Welcome to the Creative Fault. Hey, 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 what's up, you guys? Welcome back to another podcast of the Creative Fault. Creative Fault is a podcast for creatives and artists where they get beautiful gems that are here in this vault, and I share them with you. They can be insight, they can be perspectives, it can be you know thoughts, stories, maybe news, hot topics. Things that can help you develop yourself to be the best version of you as an artist or a creator. And in every show, solo show that I have, I ask the question, how are you doing? How do you feel? What is it that you're feeling right now? And is it true? Is it something that reflects the state that you're in? Does it reflect the environment that you're in? Does it some, is it something that is blocking you or is it something that you really would like to continue? Maybe on a good track for yourself. Things could have, have been happening for you that are great. Or are you now in a space where you're saying, wow, the way that I'm feeling right now, that is just absolutely, absolutely crap. And the reason why I, I ask that question, I say it in every single podcast where I have this solo um, setting. It is just me talking in the podcast. I ask you that because it is a great way for you to center yourself to where you are and to actually get back to the source, which is you, you are the source. So get back to the source, ask yourself what is going on and is it reflective of what I see around me when it comes to my network, when it comes to your family, your friends, but also just your personal life and your personal career for that matter. The thing that I have been looking at this week is letting go. The concept of letting go. Now, there are many ways that you can let go of things. And I have decided for myself to let go of a certain way of thinking, a belief that since recently was actually not something that I was fully aware of. And the moment that I became aware of that belief, which is basically that, um, that art is something that might not sustain you for the rest of your life. That was a belief that I was walking around with still for a very long time. And I can be imagining that you as the listener, you as the audience, you might be like, hey, but wait a minute, you are presenting this, this podcast and you're living a life as a contemporary artist. How can it be that you have that belief? 
Well, it is, it is actually possible. In a lot of ways, it is possible for us to go for the things that we like to do in our lives and still subconsciously, you know, you're not aware of certain beliefs that might hinder you from going to that next level, whatever that next level be, might be for you. you. You get to decide what that is. You get to fill in how that looks for you. And for me, it was basically the question that I would keep asking myself, why do I feel so frustrated with the things that I need to do in order for the things that I would like to do? And that is when this particular belief came to the surface. I took my time, I took you know some solitude, uh, really taking just space and silence to let the answer come to the surface. And this is what came to the surface for me. Now there were and are, of course, layers to that that I personally had to get into, I had to dive into it. And it would explain to me actually that my feeling of frustration is nothing more than an indicator of what I'm doing in real life. I'm basically separating myself in two ways. And that is saying that this is what I would like to see, but I'm doing something else. And that can lead to frustration, the, the feeling of frustration. It doesn't mean that I have to identify myself with the feeling. I am not the feeling. I'm just experiencing that right now I'm doing something that is leading to frustration and I'm sensing that. So when you can come to that conclusion, when I came to that conclusion, it really liberated a lot for me. And like I already said, there are layers to it. So you get more into depth to well, what is it that I'm doing that is causing that frustration? What should I be doing? What is a better option? What could be the solution for this? Basically having a game plan, a strategic plan that allows you to make different choices that are better suited for the situation that you are moving into, to the space that you're moving into. So that is what I did for myself personally. And that is a great example also to show to you how important it is to be in contact with your feelings. And another reason why I'm mentioning this is because it will also be visible in today's podcast. Why feelings are actually really important, um, not to the degree, not to the degree that you have to identify yourself with it, like I already said, but that you are sensing, experiencing them, and they actually can help you make a better decision. So that will be coming later on in the show. And I hope for you that this is the moment that you are now asking yourself, well, how is it that I'm feeling? And that you don't rush through it, you don't bury it, you don't deny it, don't dismiss it. It is relevant. Because you might also come to the conclusion that in order for you to let go of certain things, it doesn't always have to do with other people. It doesn't always have to do with other situations. Quite frankly, in a lot of cases, it's you. You are the person who might be needing to let go of certain beliefs, of a pattern, of a perspective that is sabotaging you. And it could be possibly blocking you from whatever it is. You are the source. It starts and ends with you. Now, of course, you don't have everything in control. Um, like I like to say, there is a black box in our lives, this black space matter in our life that we don't know what might jump out of it and we don't have any control over it. However, you do control your response. 
you do control what it is that you feel and you do get an option to have a better decision. So let this be a moment for yourself just to get into that. And as you get into that, have some snacks, have a cup of tea, have a cup of coffee, maybe some juice, sit back, relax wherever you are. That can be in your studio, behind your desk, as you are working, or maybe you're just with a couple of friends and you like listening to the podcast simultaneously with some friends, which I really enjoy. Let me know if that is the case. I think that would be awesome. Anyway, take some time to really get into the next podcast that we are going to discuss. Do you have a product or a service that fits an audience that is highly creative, very artistic, smart, intelligent, and loves a lot of humor and entertainment? Contact us. We would love to work with you and maybe you could be partnering with us by offering your services and your products to our audience. We have a lot of information for you. So the best thing that you can do is go to our website. Hit us up with an email and we will get back to you as soon as possible. We are always looking for great partners with whom we can work to offer our audience the best of the best and help them develop their careers and their own lifestyle. Do you think that this is a good fit for you? Contact us. Go to website, hit us up with an email and we'll contact you. See you soon. So, so we had the first segment and you might be noticing that um, in the podcast, I'm now interjecting here and there some ads. And the reason why I'm doing that is because the podcast is a entity. It's like a, a force that is growing. And to make the podcast really grow into something that I consider to be very valuable, um, a specific, a helpful development, motivational, but also just a humoristic, entertaining app. Um, I'm sorry podcast how did i come to apps i don't know but it is it is a podcast and that you get to listen to um we do need sponsors so for those who are listening and feel that the audience that i'm serving which are creatives artists people between the age of 20 um i would say 20 40 years old they have their independent careers or are stepping into their own independent careers as artists um, and that listen on different platforms like a Spotify and Apple, um, or maybe if we had their phones, their iPhones or a desktop, if this is an audience that's really interesting to you, please contact us. We would definitely like to be in contact with you and see how we can work for you. So that's the reason why you'll be hearing ads here and there, and it will be a fixed part of, of the show from now on. And I think it's also just part of, of growing up. Um, um, it is a community and I believe that we can all work and support each other within the community to be better. So why not just send out that question to the people to, to be part of that. So that's the reason behind the ads that you are hearing from now on. Um, and it will be a staple of the podcast. So... We are going to start, and um, here's the thing. I thought it would be great f- 
for this particular podcast to talk about a book, a specific book that I bought a couple of years ago. I can't even tell you when exactly I bought the book, but I bought this book a couple of years ago and it was just a very popular item. Everybody was talking about the book. I heard it from other people. I got it as an advice. Hey, this is a book that you might be, you know, might be willing to read. It could really help you. And I just heard so many good things about the book, how it was confrontational, how it was just, you know, straight, no chaser and coming with real advice, real, real theories, insight, perspectives, not saying that it is the truth, but I, I I'm going to be honest with you. I saw a lot of truths in that book. <laughs> I felt that I was personally being spoken to and spoken about. There were a couple of moments that I was like, listen, are you talking to me? Do you know about my life? Seriously. But yeah, like I already said, it is a book that for me really helped. And the reason why it helped, because you can't say that it is a self-help book. The reason why it really helped is because it was so practical. It is was and is still a very practical book. Now, what I mean by that is you get it in such a way, it is the, the information is packaged in such a way that you actually can implement it in any area of your life. And the reason why I wanted to introduce this book in the podcast is because there were so many things that I have implemented from that book in, within my own journey as a as an artist and as a creative that I believe it can also be very helpful for you all as an audience. So this is not going to be a book review. I'm not going to talk about the book, why it's good or bad or anything. Um, this is not an ad. So I'm not promoting the book for the author of the book or anybody who has given the book to me. This is really me. I bought this book a couple of years ago and it has really helped me. And I just wanted to share in the, pract the practicality, the practical way of how you can implement it and how I implemented it, you know, on a personal level or maybe on my artist, uh, in my artist journey. So that's the reason why I am using this particular book. And I know that a lot of people have heard about this book. If not, um, listen, then, then I can't help. Now I'm just joking. This then might be the perfect moment for you to get into the book. So I have it laying here on my desk. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna reach, reach for it. So before I show it, this book is a New York Times bestseller and Globe and Mule bestseller. Um, the author has several books. I haven't read them yet, but I definitely want to get to the point where I get to read them. Um, but I'm so swamped for time <laughs> that I, I did not have that much time to read things just in general, overall. But it's something that you have to make time for, right? So I did make time to read it again. I've read the book a couple of times. And I do believe that when you read a couple of books, uh, when you read books a couple of times, 
it allows you to reread things that in the beginning did not really connect. And then at the second time, or maybe a third time, they connect. Or maybe at a different moment, you will see more what the author is attending to show us, to teach us, or share with us. So I don't believe in just reading a book once. You have to read it a couple of times. So for me, I think in the moment, in the years that I've read it, I've read it definitely maybe three times. So for the podcast, I had to breeze through it again. So that's going to make it a fourth time. But I don't mind because even as I was breezing through the book, I came again to things that I clearly could see I have installed in my life. And I see as pillars for myself that really, really help. So it is fun to see how a book can have a great effect on you. But enough talk, because I know that right now, most of you are like, well, if I just get to the book, what is the book? Well, the book that I'm talking about is The Subtle Art of Not Giving a F. The Subtle Art of Not Giving a F. And it's by Mark Manson, a counterintuitive approach to living a good life. And I can definitely tell you it's counterintuitive because this man is not coming with fluffy stuff. He's not coming with um, a straight, narrow line, linear thinking. No, he definitely comes with some theories, some perspectives and insight, really like practical insight that is going to make you go like, I'm not, I don't know if I'm really to, ready to accept that, or I don't know if that applies to me, or wait a minute, I know you're not talking about me. Like I mentioned earlier, like I've really felt a couple of times that he was talking about my life. And the reason why I'm saying AF is because this book uses the F word a lot. And even though my podcast is explicit, I sometimes do curse my podcast. I don't want to make it such a podcast that I'm constantly using the F word. So you will just hear me say F or freaking or whatever synonym that I think is good enough to use for that. But if I say F word, y'all already know what I'm talking about. So this book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F. As you can see, I've used, well, for the people that are watching the video, they can see it. I've used this book a lot. Um, yeah, it has been used. <laughs> it has been used it has been abused well not abused not abused but yeah it has been used quite some time and i have the edition from 2016 so i'm i'm guessing that i bought it around that time so it makes it let me see 2016 we are now in 2022 five years difference yo I've had this book for quite some time and I'm still very much valuing this book. So again, the book is The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson. And the reason why I decided to buy the book, like I already said in the beginning, um, firstly, it was advice to me. And I'm in a pretty creative spot. I know other creatives, uh, dancers, other artists, people that are just creative and artists themselves. And from them, I would get the, the, the hint of 
you know, you look like a person who really could use can use this book. You know, the way that you talk and the way that you think about things, this could be maybe be a good contribution to what it is that you do in life and where you would like to go. 2016 was also the period where I was really asking myself, do I consider myself to be a contemporary artist? How do I consider myself to be an artist? Well, what does it mean to be an artist? How is it going to be part of my lifestyle? How do I create it to my lifestyle? Um, how do I become a professional? Do I even dare to call myself a professional? I was really looking for that, 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 that understanding, that depth that I wanted to have in, 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 in doing art. So I definitely think that it, it started around there and it eventually just manifested itself further to the point where I am right now. Um, so it took some time. It took some time for me to manifest and to really come to that point where I felt comfortable in answering those questions. And this book, I, I wouldn't say that it gave me answers, but it definitely gives you tools in understanding how you can go and find your answers. And I think that is a really good, um, it, it is a good base for any good book to have, right? Because no book is really going to give you fully the answers. It's going to give you insight. It's going to give you perspective. It's going to give you theory. And I mean, that book cannot exactly know who you are. So eventually you as the reader with right discernment, and some moment to really reflect upon your own life, you can find the answers that you would like to, to have, that you are looking for. So this book definitely helped with that. It gave me some tools in that. So like I already said, uh, it was advice to me. Secondly, I was just looking for a next book to read as well. So when I got that advice, that became the next book that I that I wanted to read. I, I went to the ABC uh, bookstore in Amsterdam lights blank so i love going to that bookstore i bought a lot of books at that particular bookstore it is a bookstore that you literally could you could stay there for hours and hours and hours hours one of the favorite places that i love to be haven't been there a lot um of course because of the you know the whole pandemic and everything but um i do see myself going there pretty soon pretty soon because reading is definitely something that is fundamental. I got my notes here. You already know that I'm always sitting here with my notes. I never sit here without my notes. And the title also spoke to me and how didn't it? It was, I mean, look at the title marketing wise, the best title, the art, the subtle art of not giving an F. And now I also understand why he called it a subtle art of not giving an F. Because contrary to what people might believe about the book, the book is not here to come and tell you how you do not give a F about the things that you don't want to give an F about. So it's not a book that teaches you how you detach, deny, or dismiss. That is not what the book is about. Uh, I think if the book was about that, I, I would have put it down really fast because it doesn't allow you to be in connection with what you feel, who you are. We are human beings that feel, we sense vibes, and it helps us to sense those vibes, to have those feelings. 
And that is not what the book is about. Fortunately, he even explains why it is so important not to dismiss or deny. And we will come to that in the podcast as well. So what I'm going to do, the approach that I'm going to take is that I'm just going to take a couple of chapters. It has nine chapters in total. And the problem that I had going through the book is that every chapter had great things. So I'm like, how am I going to make a podcast that is not going to be uber long, but it's going to be packed with a lot of things that are going to help you. So what I've done is that I've taken a majority of the chapters and just taken certain things that I believe that really helped me. And then like I, like I already said in the beginning, I'm going to give some practical insight into that from my own perspective as being a contemporary artist. So the first chapter is called happiness is a problem. And what he basically explains in this particular part in this, in this uh, chapter is that for people to always go for happiness, for people to always wanting to pursue good feelings, good vibes and have a good outlook on life, but not wanting to have any bad vibes or bad situations or problems or anything is actually counterintuitive. It's not something that will make your life better, easier, or, you know, without any problems. And when I read that in the beginning, I was like, what? Excuse me. What is wrong with living a life without problems? What is wrong with that? I seriously, I seriously felt offended. And then he starts to explain that having that intent of having only happiness and happy, 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 everybody's happy, the sun is always shining and everything else is not allowing you to have a realistic outlook on life, which makes sense. Life has contrast. We live in, on a planet that has contrast. There's hot, cold, light, dark, um, far, close, etc., etc., And within the contrast, within the whole lineage of contrast, if, if contrast would, would have been a continuum and you have the two extremes on each of the continuum, then there are so many different things that you can find on that continuum, right? So life gifts us that there can be drama in your life. There can be sorrow, sadness, grief, death, darkness, depression, frustration, anger, all of the things that we believe that are not part of a happy life are actually part of life. So happiness is not something that you necessarily are striving for. It is a moment where you can find yourself to be because of a certain, you know, event or maybe people that are in your life or just the outlook that you have on life in general. But it's not something that you can constantly and frequently just strive for. Because what it will do is that it will, first of all, you will be in denial of the fact that there can be misery and sadness, grief, you know, darkness, grayness, boredom, that that can be part of your life. And the next thing that can be part of it, and this is what I found very interesting, is the sense of entitlement through a victim mentality. What is meant by that? When something bad happens to you and you're only striving for happiness, what can happen is that people might think, well, why is this happening to me? I'm such a good person. I'm such a happy person. I only want to have good things and happy things happening to me. But not taking into account that life comes with, you know, its gloves, 
it might just shoot a couple of uppercuts and you know some body punches you might have this false sense of entitlement of only wanting the good things in life while we all know well we mentally you know intelligently we can all know that good things happen to bad people and uh, i mean good things happen to bad people yeah and bad things can happen to good people that is just life so having the victim mentality is not something that you probably want to do and there are actually things happening in your life from a place of grief from a place of sadness from a place of sorrow from a place of frustration that allow you to feel what it is that you are now going through and you should give an f about that that's what he's mentioning that's the first f that is given give an f about what you feel give an f about the fact that life is not always grandiose be realistic about it it doesn't mean and let me carefully say this it doesn't mean that you are now you know you have this sarcastic way of a cynical way of looking at at life now i can be sarcastic <laughs> i uh, yeah i have a pretty sarcastic tr- uh, streak about myself but i know how to interject it in certain ways i don't use it a lot i don't find it necessary to use it a lot i've i've grown i've, I've grown out of it i've, I've matured but um it doesn't mean that you now have to have that particular way of thinking of life what it means is that you balance your life out in between of those extremes that we find in life but also accepting and knowing that that is there and keeping in place what you should give an f about and that starts with what you feel so you don't deny you don't dismiss you don't make yourself to a victim and you also just you know except what can be coming to you giving a fuck about your life now i said the first fuck like i already said it's an explicit podcast but um i'm going to try not to say it too many times so yeah that's the first thing that i saw in in the chapter where i was like okay i feel i i, I feel attacked but i like it so continuing to the next chapter that really caught my attention and that is chapter 4 called the value of suffering now that is a chapter listen if you skip that chapter then i don't know what's going on with you right because just the title alone is kind of making me like cringing a little bit like the value of suffering yes the value of suffering now let me first start with After reading this chapter, I was a lot more open into my progress and process of my own journey as an artist to be open to the fact that things might not go my way. Simply because I paint what I paint, I am who I am and I do what I do and I need to learn the things that I need to learn. Suffering will be part of that. is something that I will not be pushing out of the way. And we are living in a world where especially through media, social media specifically, people are showing only the good things or are glorifying the suffering. But that is not something that he talks about in the book. He's not glorifying suffering. 
He wants you to understand that there is a value when it comes to suffering, when it comes to the moments that you are actually going through the worst of the worst, maybe. And that is, again, what I just mentioned, emotions. Emotions are important as they reflect to you what your reaction might be in a certain situation. Basically, what is it that you give the F about? And when you feel, what happens is that when you come in contact with that, you become aware, you raise your awareness of who you are, what you do, what do you value? What, what is your moral? Where do you stand? What, what draws? to you and what do you actually don't no longer be want to be a part of um it develops your understanding as well right the difference between good and bad and that all coming from the values that you start to develop and what he means by those feel by, by those values that you develop through suffering is a level of self-respect um, you know, the sense of righteousness, of what is righteous and what is rightful, um, sticking up for people and also sticking up for yourself in the moments that it is necessary, doing good things for others, you know, etc., etc., etc. Having those values, creating those good values, raises your comes from a place where there is awareness about who you are, and when you are eliminating that from your life, that suffering, you basically do not know what it is that you are capable of. You will not know the depth of your own strength. You might not get yourself out of situations that are not really there for you, right? They might be against you. And not feeling, not having that awareness doesn't allow you and this is the this is the real point that he's getting to. It doesn't allow you to grow. It doesn't allow you to develop. Because that is one of the things that people do in, in life. Just look around you in nature, right? We all go through seasons, but even in the seasons that we are going through, we grow. We have to let go of things. We go maybe in new directions. We have to find our nurture, our tribe, our right environment. And in that, suffering is part of the process. So again, it's not about glorifying suffering, which we might see a lot in the media, social media, where people are a lot talking about, well, I suffered and I did this by myself. And, you know, okay, okay, you know, just relax. But um, it's really about that understanding that suffering is part of your growth it is part of understanding who you are and you can build your, your values from that so again it leads to the part where you know what you give a f about the next chapter that i find very interesting and like i already said it's it's, it's a majority of the of the, of the chapters people it's a majority of the chapters that I'm really, <laughs> I was into the whole book. The whole book is really speaking to me. 
And the next chapter is you are always choosing. Another eye opener. You're always choosing. You're always making a decision. Not making decision is a decision. For people to say, and this might be a really hard pillow to swallow, and I swallowed that pill, to say I don't have a choice is the choice in itself. And he speaks about it as well, about situations that people do not call for, situations where people, you know, there's no fault in it, but now they are dealing with it and you have to make a difficult decision. You know, also things that happen just to you, right? They happen to you. In season two of my podcast, episode six, I talk about rejection, right? You can be the best person, um, the best artist, the best creative, deliver the best work, and people still might reject you. And I speak about how you deal with that. So not dismiss it, not go out of the way, not deny it, but how do you deal with that? And in that particular podcast, but actually every podcast, I always speak about the fact that there is a margin in your life where you have no control over. And you still have to make a decision to be the best that you can be in whatever situation you are. You also have to accept the fact that you have the choice to either embrace uncertainty in your life or to either fight that and always wanting to be certain about things, but then not allowing yourself to grow, to learn. And another thing, it doesn't allow you to be in touch and to fully go head forward, face forward into life. So I do discuss that in chapter um, in, in, in um, episode six of the second season of my podcast, The Creative Fault. So there I already saw that I was busy with that particular concept. And as I was going through the book um, a couple of days ago and I saw that, I was like, wow, how funny how those two things are colliding with each other for myself and how I've implemented that and how it actually in my own career has really helped to understand that no matter what type of choice I'm making, because the choice for me to pursue a career as being a professional artist and just go into that direction, it hasn't really been, you know, for other people that can have like a bad taste in their mouth because that is not something that they foresee for me to do. They might foresee me to do, you know, be working in a big company, a big brand name for a big brand or, a, you know, a financial institution or whatever that is and have the highest position there. But to be quite honest, that is not something that I'm going for. For me personally, that is not something that I'm striving for. Um, I strive to do something completely else. And with those consequences that you might have, the uncertainty as well that comes with those consequences of making a choice, you do take responsibility. And that leads me to the next chapter. The next chapter called you're wrong about everything because in that chapter he actually explains that as much as we like to believe that we know everything that is a quick and sure way for you to learn nothing it's a quick and sure way to not be clear about what really matters to you in your life what do you actually give an f about 
And you cannot say that right now at this moment that you know everything by saying that you know everything, that you clearly have a distinction about the things that are really important to you. When you allow yourself to be open, hence accepting that there is this black box in your life, it's sitting there in a corner and you just don't know what might jump out of it, but you cannot really remove that. You can pretend that it's not there. You can deny that it's not there, but it's still gonna be there. And it can have an effect on you and you being open to the uncertainty and also to the fact that you just do not know everything. You can have a perspective and insight and two years from now, it can be completely wrong allows you to also embrace the factor of failure. It allows you to learn and grow. It allows you to see yourself as this container where there is no ending. There is no bottom. There is a infinite source that's coming out of that container that can be filled with with whatever it is that you are seeking and what you're learning and are open to. The, the discomfort that that notion gives actually in that particular chapter that you are wrong about everything when you say that out loud and you say that to yourself, I'm wrong about everything. It is, that is a counterintuitive approach to life. It is because we like to believe that we know a lot. And what it does is it gives us the sense of control. It allows us to say, well, if I manipulate control or move this way, do a little bit of that, sprinkle a little bit of this, uh, you know, this um, herb and do a little bit of this uh, ingredient, I will always be in control of how things will be for me. And now I have to make like a step back to one of the previous chapters in chapter, let me see, chapter four, where he talks about the value of suffering and how you learn about yourself and that you get to the, to the development of your values that matter to you, having good values, stand up values, solid values. When you are always in a, in a place where you want to control, manipulate, put things to your own hand, you are quicker to a life of suffering. You are quicker to a life of suffering and you're also quicker to developing values that are actually really bad for you, right? You're quicker to having values that um, come from a place where you only want to have the happiness, the pleasure of life. I don't want to I don't want to suffer. I don't want to feel pain. I don't want to have to sorrow. I don't want to have the frustration. But how do you grow? How do you learn? How do you get to the point where you feel and you get the lesson that says, this might not be the thing that you need to do, or this might be a habit that you need to change. This might be a pattern that you need to alter. This is not a direction that you need to go in. You need to go into another direction. You might need to have a little bit more self-respect. You might need to have more discernment, better discernment about who you choose or what situation that you need to pick for yourself. Allowing suffering and accepting that suffering is part of your life allows you also to, I wouldn't say brace yourself, but it allows you to become a more vulnerable person, 
open, transparent, and also a wiser person, right? Those lessons help us. Um, I think it also helps in us passing along the wisdom that we carry as, as, as people in general. It helps you to live a life of substance, basically. If I wouldn't have made that decision to go against what my family thinks is best for me, or what my value, what my fail, or what my values are, that I look at my own values and say, "Well, is um, having, so to speak, a million dollars or a million euros on my bank account is that the most important thing in my life?" Is great, but does it really, does that really push the value that I have for myself to be a self-respecting uh, person, to be a person that? Um, is sufficient and finds ways to generate income, whether that is a million euros or not. Does that really contribute to that 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 value that I would like to have as a person? So it questions you a lot about, hey, yeah, I might be wrong about certain things, um, and I might be just making it a little bit too easy for me not wanting to suffer, not wanting to accept that all of those other things in life are just part of life. You don't get to go around them. It doesn't matter how good of a person you are, you all, you also will suffer. <laughs> and even the bad people get a break. And it's something that we have to deal with. So that is chapter six. And I already made like a link to the next chapter and you know, just to make a side path, a side way, the way that he has written the book allows you also to see the connections between all of those chapters and all of the points that he's making. You easily can go from chapter six back to chapter two and from chapter two back to chapter five, because they're also interlinked with each other. Now we do read from front to back, but, um, as I was, you know, just scanning the, the chapters again for, for the podcast, I noticed that the thing that I didn't do before was going back to other chapters where I saw the connection. And now I definitely went back to other chapters where I definitely saw the connection more. So that's a beautiful thing to see. That's something that I noticed about myself. And I think if you read the book and you reread the book, you will do that as well. I think that it's a good aspect of a book. If you get to see the connections, if you get to see how the story just becomes this one beautiful, infinite source of tools. So this is actually my first, first episode where I'm talking about a book and how I practically implemented that in my own life and how you can, you know, how that insight can actually help you. Um, and I really enjoyed this episode. I was kind of like, not wanting it to be a book review and it didn't become a book review. So that, that's a good thing. I do believe that, listen, it's up to you to read the book and get the things out of it that will work for you, right? That will work for you. However, I do advise you to go and read it. <laughs> I do advise you to go and read it. The subtle art of not giving an F. And now I also understand why he says it's a subtle art because you constantly are looking for ways to 
how do I say, to steer yourself into that journey. Sometimes you go to one side of the continuum, sometimes you go to the other side of the continuum. So it's constantly like, you know, just making sure that you're guiding yourself in balance. And balance doesn't mean that nothing is happening. Balance means, this is how I really look at it. Balance means I know there's good, I know there's bad. And I seek myself to the best choice that I can make in that situation. Balance. So I'm not going to one extreme, I'm not going to the other extreme, but I also understand that those extremes are just part of life. It can happen because I don't know it all. It can happen, people. So I hope that you enjoyed my, um, my discussion about the book. And um, I will see you in the ending, the rounding of the podcast. Do you have a product or a service that fits an audience that is highly creative, very artistic, smart, intelligent, and loves a lot of humor and entertainment? Contact us. We would love to work with you and maybe you could be partnering with us by offering your services and your products to our audience. We have a lot of information for you. So the best thing that you can do is go to our website. Hit us up with an email and we will get back to you as soon as possible. We are always looking for great partners with whom we can work to offer our audience the best of the best and help them develop their careers, and their own lifestyle. Do you think that this is a good fit for you? Contact us. Go to website, hit us up with an email, and we'll contact you. See you soon. So this is the end of the podcast. Like I already said, I hope that you really enjoyed this um, this episode where I talked about the subtle art of not giving a, uh, I'm going to say, fuck um it is a subtle art it is something that you need to learn can learn um and um like i already said you know i i truly truly believe that um that this book really is a book for creatives and artists as we are navigating ourselves in a life and in a world where you know things are not so conventional for us even though we have you know, art institutions and art organizations. And, you know, we have the, 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 the possibility to make and create a career that we would like to have. It is not the conventional way of creating. It's not the conventional way of starting up a life. It's not the conventional way of, of doing business. It, it works a little bit different for us. The way that we think, the way that we stand in life, the perspectives that we hold, um, you know, how we are influenced and, and, where our creation comes from, even the discovery and, and the understanding of that is in itself art. It's, it's, it's artful activity. Um, that in itself can be unconventional. Um, and I like that about us. I like the fact that we are not doing all the things according to the rules. And we do do our best to be the best person that we can be for ourselves. And we do believe in improvement. But I also understand that we believe in 
the scope of who we are as, as human beings, as entities, that we have a responsibility um, to show the people as we view the world. That is what we give a F about. And we give an F about how we do it, who is part of that, and the ways and the method, methods that we use in that along our way. So that's why I believe this book can be absolutely a book that can help you. It is a tool, like I already said in the beginning, it is a tool. Excuse me, it is a tool. It is not something to be seen as the holy grail of everything. Um, but Mark Manson definitely did his job. He definitely did his job. I, I absolutely enjoyed reading the book and also scanning uh, again through it. I've used and abused this book and I think I will be using and abusing this book for quite some time, you know, from time to time, just going back to the, to this book and uh, reminding myself of what matters to me and how I can implement it for myself. Um, it has also allowed me, and I hope also for you, allowed you to come into the space where you are comfortable in saying, I'm an artist, I'm a creative, I'm a professional, I, I'm a contemporary artist, I'm a sculptor, I'm a photographer, I'm a painter, I'm a multimedia um, creative or artist, that you are more comfortable in that without having the judgment of other people. And if, if there is a judgment, you do give a f. f. <laughs> you do give an F. I promised myself to give myself three full Fs in the whole episode, so I'm not going to give any more. But that you do give an F to what matters to you, and that might not be the most popular thing. I think he also mentions that in the book. It's not about popularity. It's not about what will cause people to look at you and make you be the staple of everything it's about what really matters to you when it comes to your values how you feel and your awareness so that is it that is all i hope that you enjoyed the show let me know in the comments what you were thinking about it um also subscribe to the newsletter people go to creative fault creative fault dot M C J S T U D I O M C J Studio dot M E. And on that website, you will have the possibility to listen to all the podcasts that I've created so far and subscribe to the podcast. People that subscribe to the podcast um, have great perks. And those perks are you have free access to, you have free access to the bonus material from the interviews that I have with other people. The bonus material is where you get that extra gem that is not being shared online. You will get that being a subscriber. You can also go to the Patreon page that I have to, to see the full episodes, the full live recordings of the episodes like you see right here when I'm sitting here solo. You get to see them over there become a subscriber to the Patreon. Only if you're a subscriber to the Patreon, then you will have the possibility to watch it live. 
Also, follow me on other platforms where you can listen to me. That can be Apple, that can be Spotify, um, it can be Google. Please follow me over there and give a like. Leave behind a comment. Leave behind whatever it is that your thoughts were about this podcast. I would love to hear or read them back. As for now, I'm going to say have a great, great day. I will see you next time. See you soon. Have a good one. Bye, y'all. Hey, you guys, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope that you enjoyed it and that you got everything that you needed out of it. Now, I have one favor before I leave, and that is that you support the platform. You can go to the website, which we'll find here in the caption space, and you can go to the website to be a subscriber to the newsletter. Now, why do you need to be a subscriber to the newsletter? There you will find each and every single type of information that I do not share on social media. So if you become a subscriber to the newsletter, you will always get extra footage, extra content, and of course, extra perspectives and views. And who doesn't want to have that? You can also support us by buying our merch. Please go to the website and buy something that you might like in our store. And of course, you can follow us on social media. Go to our Twitter page and follow us. Share with us what you liked. Share with us what you would like to see or hear in the next episode. If you have any questions and comments, feel free to share that with us. Hope to see you in the next episode of The Creative Fold. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Your attention has been very much appreciated. Make sure to follow and subscribe to our social media platforms. See you next week.